Alright, so what's going on everybody? This is the very first episode of Obscure Image. And I'm with the one and only Sorzefi. How you doing, bro? Good, good. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing amazing, man. Just like I said before, this kind of nervous, you know, this is my very first interview and shit. So I just wanted to ask, what do you like to do outside of gaming? I've seen that you've been, you know, on your stories doing a little tech deck shit. How long have you been doing that? Um, I've been playing tech deck since I was like uh, I want to say like eight or nine, something like that. Like I've always been to skateboarding outside of like gaming. And as of recently, I kind of want to get back into it. Um, okay. I've like, I've seen like a friend, uh, like, like just as recently, he sent me like a video. He wanted me to edit on like a skate video. It's called session. Uh, the game's called session. And I was watching his over his clips and I was editing it. And I'm like, man, this is something I want to get back into. So yeah, I I've been, I've known about the, the, the skating culture for quite some time now, but I've been out of the loop. For like about a decade because i just like been pursuing uh gaming but yeah that's one of my hobbies okay okay so what was your favorite like uh skating company growing up uh skating wait what was it again like what was your favorite like uh skating company like was it girl or like Alien oh Workshop or... um i think plan b is definitely one of them blind was plan another yeah. uh i remember i think i had finesse uh that was my very first actual skateboard and then I think I had, uh, I can't remember. It starts with an E. I think it's, it was like, Element. A, a, oh, Element's pretty good too. I think that's on my top five. But there was another one that had like, it, it reminded me of like this name. I think it was like N, N, Entai or no? Oh, uh, Etni. Et, was it Etni? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Etni, I think. Yeah, so, but I think, I think plan B, blind, and, oh, I, I don't know, top, like, top five? Element might be top five, but there's another one, I just can't, just can't remember it, but I remember blind, because I, that actually used to be my uh, old gaming alias, like, b before, like, Zephy was a thing, like, way, way back then, it was blind, just because, really? yeah, because, like, well, for one, I wear glasses, and it was hard for me to see, um, so, like, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, I must be blind. You know what I mean? And I was like, ah, oh, well, I also like the skateboard blind because it has a Grim Reaper, and it was just so sick. So it made sense <laughs> for my, you know, personality. Oh, that's actually, that's actually crazy. I remember I did a little research on you. Did, did your name used to be Predicting? Yeah, it had like a, a Q at the end. That was like way, way back then. Yeah, what what made you change from Predicting to Zephy? Or, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess at that time, I was kind of like, like, you know, when you make up a gaming alias name and you're like, eh, and like after a while, you kind of feel <laughs> bored of it. Yeah. So after a while, you know, I, I just looked at predicting. And I was like, ah, it doesn't really like have a ring to it. You know what I mean? So I wanted to find a new name. And then um, I just I went through like a, a cycle of like a, a few names, um, like, for example, like blind uh, uh, predicting. And then I went to spaz tricks and then I went to God, what was the other one? Uh, Hearted, H A R T E D. I had the OG gamer tag on Xbox, and then like, I don't know what it what it's. I think I have it silvered or something. I don't know. I think I still have it. But uh, yeah, that, that was like a few of the gaming releases I had before Zephy. Oh wow! So Zephy was it like? Didn't did your like brothers and sisters give you that name, or like a sibling or something like that? Or, or... um, Zephy actually came from like like straight out of creativity. Like it was just me sitting at home one day. And just think of a new name because I was just like, man, like I, I want a name that I can stick with forever. 
So yeah. like I just kept thinking. I went like deep thinking. Like you know you know what I mean. <laughs> so I I it literally started off with the this fruit drink. Actually, it started off with like me looking around the house, thinking of like names I can like flip around. Like for an example, if I thought of the word, um, of like fridge, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I flipped the I, I changed the F in fridge and I ch- turn into a, a a B. I get bridge, right? Mm-hmm. So. I thought to myself, okay, well, what if I, I don't know, one of the, the meals that I eat, what if I flip these words around? So I started flipping words around, and one of the drink, fruit drinks that it started off with was Welch. I don't know if you ever heard of the uh, fruit yeah, drink Welch. Yeah, Welch is fire, bro. Yeah, bro. The, uh, the, I think it's the dragon fruit. Oh, my God. That shit's so good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I took out the W out of Welch, put Z, and got Zelch. I was like, oh, that's not tight. And I was like, nah, it doesn't ring, have a ring to it. So I took out uh, L on guy Zach. And I was like, Zach? It sounds like Zach, but like the ghetto name. And then <laughs> I put back the L. I was like, what if I did, instead of a C, I put a P to get a Zelf. And I took out the L, put an M, and get a Zemf. And then I took out the M and put it, and take that out, I get Zeph. And I was like, what if I had a little Zephy? I'm like, ooh. Kinda, I kind of like that. I was like, that. okay. Yeah. So I, I grabbed my three, my top three out of the ones that I was just messing with the letters with, you know, just messing around. And then I sent it to all my Xbox, you know, uh, live uh, friends list. Uh, and every single person, maybe besides like one or two, said Zephy. Every single person said Zephy. I was like, okay, if, if everyone's with that name, I'm with it. So that's how that's I got right, Zephy. About your name, Zephy, like it's, like I'm not going to lie, predicting is hard as hell. It makes me kind of want to change my name to predicting. That's how hard that name is. But Zephy has like a, a uniqueness to it you know i've never heard of a zephy before yeah like it may remind you of like zephyr like like the zephyr is you know um because some people thought i got my name through the name zephyr like you know the god of the west wind or like i think that's the or zephyrus that's i think that's the meaning of it or like the red hot chili peppers um even though that's a really odd coincidence but like yeah that 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 was not how i got my name because i just i don't know just one day just started thinking of words i don't know just it was almost like I was off the ganja, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> where did you come up with like the alias, like the red hot chili peppers? Like, where did that come from? Um, the hot peppers. So it started with, um, so when I first started streaming, I just went with my simple name, Zephy. I didn't really have like no theme, no branding. It was just like Zephy, you know what I mean? Um, and I remember I used to have like a blue overlay on my channel. And then I thought to myself, like, what if I had, like, some, I don't know, like, like, some animal to represent. I don't know, whatever. Or, like, or something. And it was uh, me and my boy, Drew, and a couple of my other buddies. Uh, and we were just messing around, like, like my friend Kors, K-O-R-Z, used to, like, he had a branding that was, like, kangaroo. Or not branding, I would say, like, he had his profile picture as a kangaroo. And then another friend had... Uh, I think it was Vexy. He had uh, one of the the tigers that, um, what's the what's what's the the least, uh, least fucked up way to put put this? Like the the tiger was, <laughs> uh, what I, I guess you could say disabled. I don't know. I don't know what's the right term for it. So I apologize. But um, he had the tiger as his profile picture, and I was like, what if we all just did an animal? You know what I mean? So Drew was the, I think he was some bird or something. I can't remember. And then I was like, what if I was a sheep? I was like, I like the sheep. Sheep sounds dope. Like, hell yeah. So I went with the sheep for my branding. I still have like the, um, 
the package, like not packages, like the folder, like all the screen uh, images and the rebrand I did. And then I rolled with that for about a year. And then I sat one day and I, I sat back and I thought, I don't like the sheep. I was like, I like, it doesn't Zephy sheep. Like there's no correlation to that. I was like, what if I had something that like had a ring to it? You know what I mean? So one, I think this was around when Fortnite came out, Ninja was around, he was starting to blow up. And I thought to myself, what if I had a branding that was just as dope as Ninja? So I sat back and I thought, and I kept thinking and thinking. And um, my ins- one of my dark insight uh, jokes, like dark humor, was mm-hmm. like, um, you ever heard of like this thing called the one-inch limp or the two-inch punisher? You know, <laughs> no, I've no, you never heard of that before? Bro, I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe my vocabulary is a little too extreme. <laughs> so I... I, I, I joked around with my friends and um, it was basically like saying, like, you know how Tifu says small peen energy or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my way was saying it was the two inch. So I was like, what if I just call myself the two inch god? I was like, what if I just build an ego off of it? Oh, God. I just put a stupid image or whatever. I was like, oh, that sounds dope. So I rolled with that for about a month. And I was like, nah, this doesn't have no fucking ring to it. So I said, talk that. I don't like that. And then one day, one of my mods, one of my former mods, um, he goes by Sniper Slim and, he's, and he randomly sent me a Snapchat. And he goes, Zepper, Z-E-P-P-E-R. He spelled it just like that. And I was thinking to myself, oh. like, at the time, what could I do to make uh, a new branding or whatever? You know what I mean? And I just kept thinking and thinking. I took my time with it. So I'm really glad I took my time with it. And when he said that, immediately in my head, it reminded me of the word pepper. So I was like, what if I had a pepper branding? And I was like, whoa, that would be dope. I was like, Zepper's peppers. I was like, oh, that, oh shit, okay. So... I, I kept thinking about it, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Let me see if I can come up with some creative stuff with it. So I head up one designer to another designer, and next thing you know, another designer, and then an emo artist, and boom, I had like some pepper branding. It wasn't all the best. And then a few weeks go by, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with this. And then people started liking it, like, oh, Zephyr's Peppers. Like, oh, what happened to the sheep? Like, I was like, nah, fuck the sheep. The sheep got no ring to it. <laughs> So I said, it's all about the peppers now. Because peppers, we were staying hot out here. We were staying spicy. He's like, oh, okay. So a few months go by. Um, and this is when I was in sore. So there's this guy named Jesper. Jesperish, goat, absolute beast. Um, he made, so a little background story on Jesper. He he has done one of the Spider-Man, actually, he won the Spider-Man um, 3D painting um, contest from Marvel. Oh, wow. Yeah, huge, huge, huge. And um, he made like some really dope design or not designs, um, illustrations like for PewDiePie. I think Pokemon is one of them. Uh, Valkyrie. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nate Shot. Like these big people. I mean, even Corpse. Pretty big names. Yeah, very big, big names. So he's well respected. Um, and he's a great dude. Me and him, we, we relate a lot to drum and bass. But anyways, like drum and bass music and EDM and shit. But uh, so yeah, he, I reached out to him. And I was like, hey, bro, like, I really, really, really fuck with your your uh, creative creativeness, your imagination, your talent, like everything about you. I just fuck with. Like I, I'm 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 with it. You know what I mean? So we just go back and forth, like DM, just you know, discussing ideas. And I was like, hey, like let's let's make a really dope pepper branding. And he laughs and he goes, pepper? Like what the fuck? But I, he's like, I'm with it. Like that's 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 something new to me that I never thought anybody would reach out to me and ask me to do a pepper branding like you know what i mean like you, you would think like um like a ninja branding right you do ninjas yeah. if you do like um like a samurai well samurai ninja kind of 
you do a samurai, whatever. Uh, if you do um, like a Pokemon theme, you do a Pokemon theme. You know what I mean? But like me, it was yeah. just a fucking food. Like, huh? <laughs> or like not even an animal. It wasn't even a living thing. So um, I discussed like what how I was imagining it and I wanted him to bring it to real life. And within about, I say one or two months of him just like me and him just going back and forth and taking our time. Boom, like pepper branding just into existence. And now I'm 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 re- remembered and like recognized as the pepper man. Man, the pepper man. Yeah. It's fucking dope. But like it, it's like it's like a alternative name. And if you don't want to go with Zephy, you just say pepper man. I'm like Okay. Yeah, so Yeah, you have a lot of uniqueness when it comes to like a kind of building your brand. That's what I noticed, man. Yeah, like I like I like to stand out um in a matter of just making it different so that way I'm not remembered as oh just another motherfucker on the block. Like no, it's yeah, oh that's that guy. You know what I mean? Like the, oh yeah. that's the pepper. Oh shit, okay. Like I know who you're talking about. Like that's all I want to be remembered as. I feel it, I feel it. Where'd you uh where'd you grow up at? Uh I grew up in uh California, like in San Diego for my whole life. Okay, for sure. I noticed because you said you you were in Pacific time, and I grew up in LA. Oh, how shit. was it growing up for you, like in a in Cali? Um, it was uh, I don't really explain it. I mean, it, I was always, I was always an outside type of kid. Um, I know, like now, it may not seem like it because I look like a a geek. <laughs> I don't know why, but you know, shit happens when you stay inside all day. But anyways, yeah, when I was a kid, I was always active, always going outside, and um in california i mean i don't know how i would compare it to like other like places around the world on based off growing up but um yeah like i i uh i I grew up with both of my parents and then they divorced and then there was like some uphills downhills a lot of a lot of roller coasters going on but um yeah, I was always going back and forth with my parents, and uh, for as for school goes, there was in San Diego like you would get like I don't want to be uh, hopefully this is I don't think this will sound racist, but there was a lot of like uh, Mexicans and whites like around me growing up because and and when you're like South California. It's like right next to the Mexico, yeah. so right next to the border. So like you know, if you do history, you would know that like that um, San Diego was actually part of Mexico, and so did L.A. And that's why like the, some of the yeah. names like they correlate with uh, Spanish names because you know. Um, but yeah, like I-, I always grew up around people that always spoke either English or Spanish, but like but my mom's side is Tagalog, so like she's so you know Filipino language. And, that's Filipino, right? Yeah, yeah. So every time someone would speak a different language, I would be so hard for me to understand. And I would feel so shy because I didn't know how to conversate with these people. So, um, I mean, at least from my mom's side. And I think that's like what happened to me becoming shy as I grew up. And then, you know, eventually I got out of my comfort zone. But that's a different story. Um, and yeah, man, like, um, I've, I, my, my four closest friends, actually, one, yeah, four, all my RL friends either, speak Spanish or is Mexican. So I, I don't think I have like a IRL like close friend that is like a, like a, that doesn't have uh one of their like you know ethnicities like Mexican. I don't know. It's just 
it's just that's how it is when you grow up and you know we're always they're always hitting each other with like some spanish jokes so like i'm, I'm always understanding when someone says like a spanish joke like i i low-key understand because my friends say it so that's how it yeah, was for growing up bro. yeah okay because i grew up in a uh, south central la mm. so what school did you go to like what high school high school um or were you homeschooled or like how did that situation I was, go so i i transferred schools in elementary and so i'll give like from the the, the climb um okay so, so like kindergarten to third grade i i went to this one school i, I don't want to say any what school because just in case like you know someone does some weird shit yeah, I feel it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it. um and then third grade i transferred and I met a whole new group of people, like, you know what I mean? Like, new school, whatever. And then as soon as, like, I hit seventh grade, transfer schools again, obviously, because, you know, you're going to seventh grade, middle school, whatever. Yeah. But um, I was away from everyone I knew, so it was, like, even more new people. So it was another, like, new stepping stone in my life. And then eventually I got to the one school that all my friends went to, and they they um they didn't like we we didn't talk much it was weird it was a weird vibe but i always had my close friend kevin that always like was around me and always kept com kept me company and then life happened you know um shit hit yeah. the fan mm -hmm. uh seventh grade second semester that's when i went home school that's when like shit was going downhill in my life and then okay. all the way to ninth grade, so freshman year of high school, I went to an independent study school. So I only had to go to like this school like twice a week, which was dope, but I had to do a lot of my work at home. So a lot of times I was kind of like behind. Um, but within that, I, I didn't have that much like social skills while being homeschooled. So that really messed me up because as I was growing up, I was very talkative. I was very outgoing. I didn't give a shit. Like, I was cussing in elementary. Like, I was cussing in third grade. I can't make that shit up. And that's how I started, like, making more friends because they realized, like, I, I was I was the cool kid just because I didn't, I didn't give a fuck. Like, if you tell me that, like, that I'm crazy, I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I, I, would, I would just know because I was so energetic and I was filled with so much energy in me. And I was just, like, a very odd and weird kid, um, but very different. So, um, yeah, so freshman year, um, started slowly getting back my social skills and then boom, sophomore hit, sophomore year hits, right? I'm going to the high school that my boy Kevin goes to and obviously way more new people. So I'm going to like multiple cycles of going to different schools Yeah, and yeah, new people, whatever. And this was the time where I got my back surgery. So I wasn't in school for a little while. So I was kind of behind again. And I remember I I didn't have social skills because I wasn't like I said wasn't at school and and I was I was losing that you know because I, as I grew up like I said I was I I was very talkative very energetic and then boom like all, like puberty hits you know I'm having anxiety I'm like yeah. I'm I'm on the fear of de of of depression or whatever it's crazy um, and then those two years of, of high school I just like. I was, I was slowly building myself and then senior year hits, I started to get the hang of like socializing. So it was, it was, man, it was a fucking roller coaster of like my life. Just trying to, trying to get through and keep my sanity. 
Yeah, you know, I feel like everybody has those rough patches in life, whether it be, they be in middle school having them, high school, or even, you know, grown-ass adults, you know, having those issues in life and shit. Yeah, That's for why sure. I think it's really good to, you know, preach, you know, taking care of your mental health and shit like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And if anyone, you know, is is in need of help, you know, always never be afraid to reach out. Facts, facts. So were you making, like, content while you were in school or, like, in high school? Oh, hell yeah. I was, um... So I started... Low key, low key on the on the on the DL like down low. <laughs> I was uploading on YouTube in fifth grade, <laughs> and oh, like wow. yeah, so like I was making like these quick little like um like like small little tutorials. I don't know if I can. I, I still have the channel up still, and I can find it. Um, it's just like literally three, four, five videos of me playing MW two split screen, teaching how to like do a uh, trick shot, a stun shot. But like I never really uploaded on the daily because. My internet was trash, and two, I can only use my mom's laptop with a Dazzle. I, you ever heard of the, the Dazzle recording? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I was using that. Um, I seen your old video, bro. Was, you said uh, something about a Dazzle and a PVR. Yeah. Yeah, so th- those joints, like, they, they, they were like the recording device back in the day before Elgato was even a thing. Yeah. And so um, with, within that, yeah, I was using my mom's laptop, and it was it was really hard because you know, like at the time, we didn't really have like these demonic PCs to be able to record and and get shit done, right? So, um, I, I couldn't upload that much. And then around middle school, I was just playing competitive sniping uh, on Modern for two, and I was just practicing, practicing, practicing. Did like nasty plays, but nothing recorded because I didn't have a recording device, and I was using a box TV at the time, so like you know, one of those fifteen inch TVs. Um, that you use like the red, white, and yellow cables before HDMI was a fucking thing. Yeah, uh, I still have mine <laughs> in the closet somewhere, bro. Bro, that shit's so OG. Um, but yeah, so uh, and I remember I, my mom or no, my dad bought me Mono for three. I was like, let's go, you know, fear mode on Infinity Ward game. So if I hit a clip, I have my friend record it. Same thing on Bo two. I got Black Ops two, okay. playing my box TV. And like just grinding, you know, just grinding, just hit some sort of clips. I wanted to step into the YouTube scene again because I was like, you know, this is what I really love doing, you know, uploading videos, showing off what I can do. And um, I was like, all right, you know, I want, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save up, you know, maybe I can ask my mom or my dad or whatever for something for Christmas, you know, like like a simple monitor or like um, like a laptop that can just record or something. And so um, eventually, my uncle bought me. A laptop for school in my head i'm thinking sorry uncle this laptop ain't gonna be for school this is gonna be for content baby thanks <laughs> so i was like i was like all right no 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 i'll use it for school but i'm still gonna use it for content though <laughs> yeah so i was editing my videos on that and uh, i would gather the clips that my friend would send me for my theater mode because i didn't have a recording device at the time but finally i got a recording device for my friend uh dane Kat, uh, kazuma and uh he sent me his pvr and i was recording with that and I finally went back to like MW2 and I was like, all right, you know, no more BO2 theater, no more MW3 theater. I'm going to focus on one for two content and, or clips or whatever. And I'm going to just grind out that. So this time I'm like the underdog, you know, I'm still trying to mess with YouTube. I was just, I was hitting clips, but I wasn't as consistent as someone like, like Pomage or like anyone in the phase guys or like sore back in the day. Like, you know, the top dogs, I wasn't on that level. I couldn't compete at that level yet. Even though I had the competitive sniping experience, and that was my prime time to be able to, you know, have my accuracy, my my game knowledge, my my reaction time, everything. But I was just, I was just learning, you know. I was I was constantly learning. And so after yeah. school, right, like 
this was around freshman year. Um, I would even get my my shit taken away too sometimes. It was kind of demonic because I'd be staying up late. Um, but I remember th- this is this is a story I love telling. When I was in high school, when I had shitty internet, I finally told my mom to actually we had decent internet. It was not bad. I mean, it was Cox Cable, was it? which is still trash, but like... Yeah, I was about to say, was it Cox Cable bad? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like we had Cox Cable, it was good, and then we switched to AT&T. We had uh-huh. DSL internet, so we're talking like dinosaur age, one megabyte download, <laughs> one megabyte up, you know, 40 oh, ping, you know, three barn on a fucking West Coast server. Like, who the fuck be playing all that shit? So, so we finally went back to Cox Cable, and then at, at this time, you know, my mom paying for like the lowest speeds, right? So I'm getting to like, what? Yeah. 100, no, actually 100 is still not bad. 100 download? Shit. 100 download, like 10 up. I was like, all right, you know, apparently I can stream on this internet. I was like, oh shit. So I started streaming, right? I try, I try out Twitch streaming. This was before affiliate was a thing. So like basically means before making money on Twitch was even a thing in the first place. So I just, yeah. I just tried to just experiment. So after school, I'm like, you know what? I want to, I want to stream, you know? I want, I want to see if I can broadcast my gameplay to like, two, three people and see if they just jam out with me. And then boom, I'm playing free for all. I'm playing modern for two. I got like two, three people in the chat. You know, they come by every now and then next to, you know, it like a month later, I'm averaging 10. And then I'm like, Whoa, like this is dope. So this is when I was like junior year, right? I would, I would, I would go to school. I wake up, go to school, get my homework done, come back home, take a nap in the car. Cause I'd be tired as hell from gaming all night. Come back no homework game eight hours eight to 12 hours while streaming that so i'll be up till like 11 p.m my time and then i would knock out wake up around six so i get six to seven hours of sleep which is not really good for a uh, high schooler to be honest especially for me um and then i would wake up feel absolutely exhausted go to school take a nap in class to the class that my teachers were cool with it and then just rinse and repeat Nonstop. So I, I did that since junior year and I just kept going and going. I, I made videos. I was I was streaming and I made sure I got my homework done and everything. Even though like my grades were not the top best, like they weren't straight A's. If I got an A, it was because the class was actually ridiculously easy. Other than that, I was averaging like C's or D's. Um my mom wasn't really too happy with it, but she was really cool. And then my dad, on the other hand, he said, As long as you pass, you get your diploma, get the fuck out. Knock yourself out. I was like, I bet, you know, I like, I already know what I want to do. So I'm, I'm fully with it. And so, uh, and at that time too, like I, I knew what I wanted to do. And my parents always asked me like, Hey, like, dude, what do you want to do after high school? And I told them like, ah, just give me some time. You know, I'm kind of just thinking about it. Like, okay, well, if you consider doing this, this and this, you know, I know you like technology, you know, computers. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I do like computers, but I want to do YouTube. (laughs) So I, I was, I was already ready to, um, produce content for my for my youtube since like since high school so i've been i've been on it for years so what do you think you would have done like if you wouldn't have like uh, pursued youtube as a career like what what career you think you would have pursued mm. i thought about that um a few times and i know some people would be like like oh if i wasn't doing this like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be happy with myself. I want to like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you ever hear those, like those motivational speeches where they're like, if I'm not a YouTuber, then I, I, I don't want to live life. Like I, I'm only gonna, I'm going to yeah. die as a YouTuber. 
I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, bro, like, you ever thought about, like, other passions or other hobbies you're just passionate about? Like, you can make something out of that? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I just want to clear that out of the way real fast. Um, but nah, man, like, like, I've always had a passion in, um, in editing videos. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, that, a uh, little bit of skateboarding, but, like, I, I, I sucked at it, which is why Loki quit, even though I probably could have got better if I just didn't give up. And if I hit puberty, because I was a kid at the time, but, um, yeah, man. So, I say editing because one of my favorite editors of all time is Pride. Uh, Face Pride, I don't know if you heard of him. He used to go by Skies Adapt back in the day. Um, Mark took about it as sniping. I think so. Yeah, Skies so. Skies Adapt, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so he made, like. So he was part of the MW2 Kapata sniping community and he recorded like clan matches of his team and he would put it together and he would he would make the video so enjoyable and so different from what other people would make because he would make like you know how in montages some editors would over edit it and they wouldn't yeah. have really no structure on the montage itself. Pride, on the other hand, he would make that montage like rewatchable. Like you would wanna watch that montage you would dance to the music and you would dance to the edit because it was just like it was so wavy it was just you just vibed the whole video um and it was smooth too because you would know what was going on in the clip he would emphasize certain things he would he would highlight certain things he would zoom in pran and crop all that good stuff and it was just it was such a smooth flow like he will make like if you don't like disco music he will make you like disco music by one edit that that's how good yeah, it was it. so He's by far my favorite editor of all time, and he made me realize like how I should construct my videos, not in just montage scenes, but also like content creating based. Um, and so, I think that's something I would one hundred percent like tap into. Like if I ever, let's say, like retire from uh, creating content, I would yeah. like edit for somebody. I would manage someone's YouTube channel. I would do the algorithm and help them out for them. Um, that's something for sure I would do. But uh, outside of that, I probably do like. Maybe something with like routers or computer building computers, anything with like anything technology I'm interested in. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know for me, it'd probably have to be because right now I'm trying to go to school for um sports marketing and media management. Oh. But if, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Trying. I'm really trying to really pursue this. But if it wasn't that, it'd probably be, I don't know, maybe an EMT or something like that, like the ambulance people. Oh, okay. Respect, respect. <laughs> well, let's go back to gaming a little bit, though, because you said you're you've been making YouTube videos since you were like in fifth grade, right? Yeah. So, how long have you been gaming? Like, was it before fifth grade, or did you start at fifth grade? Oh, way before fifth grade. I'd say like my so basically, my sister got me into gaming. Um, my older sister, uh, and she, okay. uh, she's the one that got me into Pokemon, um, which was like around three or four years old. And then Mario games, uh, such as like Donkey Kong, Sonic, um, well, Mario game, Mario and Sonic, not really, but yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Mario, Sonic, Hot Wheels, um, she got me into Call of Duty. So that's that's a big fun oh, fact. Wow. Yeah, it's weird because you think like, oh, as a guy, you know, you're going to get yourself into a game like a FPS shooter game, right? Nah, she got me into Call of Duty. Like, I didn't even think about getting into Call of Duty. And this was... This was like when I was in fifth grade. That's how I actually hopped on Marvel 2. It was like 2010 of that year. Like it was on my birthday. She was like, you should get this game on Call of Duty and I should kick your ass in it. Next thing you know it, I start selling my life away on that game and I'm kicking her ass. <laughs> Cause she, bro, she kicked my ass in every game. Pokemon, Sonic, Hot Wheels, uh, racing games, 
Mario Party. Oh yeah, she was a beast. Oh she yeah, no, beast. my sister was good at video games. Now I flipped the switch. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not losing to her anymore. Nah, fuck that shit. I'm taking over. <laughs> so I just grinded my life away. So what was your, like, if you had to choose, what was your least favorite COD and your most favorite? Least oh, favorite, Advanced Warfare, easily. Um, most, wow. MW2. And the reason why I say Advanced Warfare, not because, I'll, I'll say this. I, I believe that that game can be fun. But the reason why I dislike it is because it doesn't feel like Call of Duty at all. Like, 0%. Um, the mechanics may be sure. You know, quick soaping is still there. Uh, dropping high kill games, you know, like momentum, whatever. And it just the thing that I really, really didn't like was that it just felt like a Halo game. Like, I didn't feel like I was playing Call of Duty. I felt like I was playing a whole different game. And I felt like I was facing against people that were jumping, like, 100 feet in the air and no one was running on the ground. Like, it just felt like Man. everyone was just flying all over the place. I'm like, what the fuck am I playing? Like, this ain't Call of Duty. <laughs> It was stupid, so I I just chalked that game. And I remember that's crazy. That's like, I bought wait, the season ahead. pass for it. I regret it. <laughs> I, I remember I was like I was like all right, I'm gonna grind this game. I'm gonna become the fucking best on it. Next thing you know, it two months later, man, fuck this game. I'm gonna go back tomorrow for two. <laughs> I think that's like that's kind of almost my reason because my least favorite has to be Modern Warfare 2019. I just I don't know. It, it didn't really feel like. To me, it, it didn't feel like Call of Duty. It kind of felt like Battlefield when I first started playing it a little bit. Um, and then, you know, I actually got in, kind of in trouble for saying this. Cause I don't know if you know, but I was actually going to go pro. I was going to go on an amateur team. Um, I was actually going to join UIU, actually. Oh. But I made a video, you know, kind of bashing the game a little bit, which I kind of understand why they wouldn't pick me up. But as soon as I made that video, by coincidence, Drew, you started to UIU, Drew ended up actually following me after I made that video you know wait wait but drew kinda... wait, which drew are we talking about you why you drew oh. oh okay okay yeah, yeah okay i know you're talking about yeah so but yeah probably uh modern warfare 2019 has to be like my least favorite then my most favorite has to probably be black ops 2 because i was like in a really like kind of dark time in my life when i, I feel that bo2 and i kind of feel like it kind of it kind of saved my life in a sense because instead of me being out in the streets doing graffiti or whatever I was doing, I was coming home with the boys playing BO2. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel that, man. Like that's that's how I feel when I'm like when I play video games. Like I like I'm, I told my mom one day and I said, I was like, Mom, honestly, I'm just glad I play video games all day. She goes, Why? I said, I could be outside, you know, getting in trouble with other people and be in the wrong friend group, but I got lucky and I'm mm. in the right friend group that that is leading me to be better of myself and I'm just staying home, just staying out of trouble. Like, you know, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, man. Gaming saves lives, man, for real. Yeah, because, you know, you, you grind out your passion. You grind out, like, what you love doing. Even though, yeah, you know, it, it, some people can say, oh, you know, you become toxic out of it, but kind of just yeah. reveals your true self. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody has, like, that toxic phase, to be honest, especially you're in the gaming community. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, even in, like, even in sports, you know what I mean? Like, I think people... People get toxic in sports too. What was like your favorite like Call of Duty map? Favorite Call of Duty map? Um, mine was probably Court Courtyard from a uh, World at War. Ooh, that yeah, no, that I, I'm I'm so surprised you said from World at War because not a lot of people mention any maps from World at War. Um, I would have to go with God. I mean, ah, oh, that's tough. It has to be on a Modern Warfare Two map. Um, I want to go okay. terminal just because 
terminals lit yeah terminals is lit you know you can do spawn traps I, my best clips are on that map um it's good for high quarters domination uh drop zone like tdm you know what i mean like it's just a perfect map you could trick shot on it i think it's just like everything you need is on that map but then again i think uh, it's a tie between terminal scrapyard or high rise i can't remember i remember i had like a i think i for sure picked terminal i think okay, okay. yeah but i think terminal is definitely top three for sure you've actually been you know making content for a long time and i remember you kind of saying that you don't want to be the underdog anymore like that but you've been nasty for a long time man like some of your like some of your oldest videos are just disgusting like quad heads here like just insane bro <laughs> um uh, for one real quick thank you for you know going back in my videos and and noticing those clips because sometimes i feel like they go unnoticed <laughs> um, of course i had to but yeah like like the reason why i made that tweet was because like I want, like, as a very competitive person, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to want to uh, achieve more um, than what you have now. You just can't settle for less. And, like, I like I want to be on that, like, the top of the top, you know? That's, like, that's what I've always wanted. And I just don't like where um, the content is slept on. Not because, like, oh, I'm not getting the amount of views I'm getting, whatever. It's more of, like, I want to earn the respect, not the attention. You know what I mean? Like the respect from people and people are like, damn, like, like, like for an example, if you were to, um, go in a competitive match and you see Zephy, right? You're like, oh shit, this motherfucker has competitive sniping experience. He knows his workarounds. He knows how to strategize. You know, he has just this, he's a very dangerous player. Like that's, that's the mark I want to leave. If, if I'm not leaving that mark, I'm, I'm not doing my, my job right. So. I feel it. I feel like you're, I don't know, to me, me personally, bro, I feel like you're damn near already there. Like, you're easily in my top five. I have to say it's Testy, Scope, Depp V, you, who else? Um, and probably tie between Pomage and Prime for me, to be honest. Damn, I, I appreciate being on that top five list, bro. <laughs> That's a demonic list. Do you have a top five? Top five? Mm, of, of snipers only, right, obviously? Yeah, snipers only um for sure sprat i think sprat is someone that like i genuinely okay. respect just because not not just for his play style and his accuracy his movement his decision making um it's mostly because like how he analyzes and also how he it just i don't know just a very respectably humble person um and like his energy you know like he's always trying for like the positivity of like of a game and, and and especially his grind too like i think that's just something that low-key sometimes i feel like it's slept on because people just overlook it because sometimes i'd be seeing on my timeline like like top five snipers and sprat is not even on there i'm like what the fuck like sprat needs to be on that shit like if anyone you know um i think sprat for sure 100 percent um i want i want to say mm, maybe pomage I think Pomage might be on that top five because Pomage, Pomage has like, like there's something about how he makes content and how he snipes. Like there's something about it that has me relating to it. And like the way he thinks on like movement, play style, the way he analyzes is so very similar on how I'm thinking as well. Because when he analyzes like a clip, he doesn't, he, he, he always says it's not about like, the kill feed or whatever it's about like the movement and how you make the clip happen right 
uh, mm -hmm. like the, the play style. And I was like, oh, God, I thought that was the only person. But I was like, man, like this motherfucker actually knows what he's talking about. And which is true, right? Like that's what makes the, the clip so interesting. Instead of just seeing like the kill fee go up to like a five on like, oh, there's another five on up. Oh, there's another quad fee. There's another six on, you know? Yeah. you know you would you would rather see a, a a five on that's all like quick scopes right across the map rather than a hard scope six on that's like all all of them are just, yeah. you know what i mean it just makes the clip exciting so i think pomage is definitely could be top five i i, I think it's safe to say top five uh my third one uh it has to be competitive sniper i think um it's a tie between actually I don't even know. I think he said what? Um HSW, Sky's HSW. He was part of Pride's team back in the day. Um the reason why I say him is because the way he called out in these competitive matches was like on point. This man was like perfectly called out, like where he wanted uh, you know, uh call out the enemy, what route he wanted to run. He was a marathon sniper, so he didn't have side of hand, so he had like a very slow ADS. But he was like fast with it so it didn't even matter like how fast like the sleight of hand sniper was able to zoom in he would just be able to like outplay him no matter what so he just did what almost the impossible i would maybe not i want to say that but uh and then on top of that he would when 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 he would hop into clan matches it would almost seem like he wasn't taking it serious but he was and in, in a matter of like when you watch his play style he's dancing but like he's dancing because he's dodging bullets. So when I would watch these clan matches, I'm like, is this motherfucker like playing serious? And I was like, wait a minute. He is. Like, it's because the reason why he's jumping around, he's doing this crazy movement is because he's a marathon sniper. So he needs to be able to avoid bullets. I was like, oh yeah. shit. Like this man is on another level. So I took a lot of inspiration from that. And that changed my whole entire play style and how I how I think about how I play, my strategy. How I want to be able to outplay the competitive snipers in the community, and I, like it, it just blew my mind. And that I applied that now, even to to today on movement, because you know, as a sniper, if I'm facing against another sniper, the biggest weakness is movement. Even for myself, like if, if a motherfucker is like jumping up and down, sliding around, I'm like, oh my god, it's so hard to hit. But I realize, yeah, it's just smarter. You know, like by the end of the day, that's just how you win. You gotta you gotta play the game for how it is. So him for a third, fourth. Um, I gotta go with my boy Drew. Uh, not not the Drew you were talking about earlier, a different Drew, because he had his own style. I don't. It was it was so different. I I always favorite people that have their own style and and create something of their own based off inspiration they find within themselves out of like things that are not inside of gaming, like outside of it. Like obviously you can take inspiration from gaming, like, you know, people from it. But when, when you just like analyze the creator or the sniper themselves, you notice that their style is like, is inspired from someone else. If you're like really deeply, deeply think about it. Um, and my boy Drew, he was, uh, he, he loved EDM music, drum and bass. And he had his own style for like editing videos, but like his sniping, is what blew my mind. He like back in one of two, everyone always used the Barrett, like every sniper. But me and Drew, on the other hand, we were competitive snipers. So we, when we were using the intervention, we were we were pinpointing kids across the map, and we had a different play style, and it it attracted a lot of people because 
we weren't using the Baron all the time, so it wasn't oversaturated. We brought into a little bit of a new playstyle, kind of like similar to the one three playstyle with MSR when you're playing aggressive and pinpointing yeah. kids. But with MW2, it was just different. Like we were just playing like a smart, aggressive, and passive playstyle, and just a different um, scenario. So, um, and he was able to adapt to any game. So even if it wasn't like like Call of Duty, like other games like Fortnite, my man was like on another level. He he just strategized the way he analyzed the way he um like his confidence was just up to par like like he was always like two steps ahead of me i'm like fuck man but i was like damn like i, I didn't look at it as in a jealous way i looked at it as my man is two steps ahead of me i gotta catch up you know it, it was like get there i gotta be on the same level you know i can't be slacking with my boy if he's gonna be my duo right so we were me and him were like duo back in the day in one for two especially my boy kuza um I think Kuz is definitely well, my boy Kuz is top five as well. Um, and just because he, the way his mindset is so good. Like it, me and him, we, our chemistry is unfucking matched. Like we don't have to say a single call out and we just know what the fuck to do. Like that's like, like imagine like you're playing competitive, right? You facing against two motherfuckers that have no mics plugged in. They're not even communicating. They're not even talking. All they tell you is the map and the game mode and start it. They're like, what the fuck? Like, are we facing against robots? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I remember some dude gassed us up like that in um in a 2v2 match in one over two, and it was just fucking hilarious because they're like, these motherfuckers don't have mics, they're not even communicating, but like they they're in sync. Like, if one dude's here, yeah. he's there already. How the fuck? Like and if he, he dies, he's there. Huh? Yeah, like like it was like um God, what's a what's a a movie that has like a very dynamic duo? Um that I ah fuck. Oh, that movie with uh, Mel Gibson and um Damn, what's it called? When he when he be saying like I'm too old for this shit. You know what movie I'm talking about? Yeah, no no no. Um There's this one movie I think it's a fuck, man. I, it's just so hard to think of on the spot, <laughs> man. But yeah, so like, like we yeah we were just in sync, um, and with everything, and and he never took no for an answer in game. Like he always wanted to push the game's limits, even though it didn't seem possible. But he was always like pushing me, like, hey, let's let's keep going, you know, don't stop. Like, mm-hmm. and even if I'm tired of gaming, he goes, no, let's let's game for like another one. Like we would play in a two v two match. We would play like let's say we drop. 80 kills, right? In a 2v2 matches, like a 30-minute game. This is the longest game ever. And goes, okay, one more game. I'm like, fuck, man, I'm tired. <laughs> this man was a fucking coach, bro. This dude was a coach back in the day. And and the way he analyzed was like, he, he's always finding a way to outplay the opponent. And this dude was from Panama, okay? So he's Central America. I'm talking like, like, un- like far under Mexico. So he's like... Yeah. He's on a two bar on Canadian host, three bar on anyone that's the US host. He's never on a four bar connection, like like strong 20 ping. He's always like 80 ping and above. And this motherfucker was carrying me. He was going against like the top players and he was able to compete. And I remember my friend was like like annoyed of me, like dick riding him, but I was like, dude, this motherfucker is being slept on right now, like so heavily. Mm-hmm. And it, it just amazing me. It just amazes me because people on a like on a strong 20 ping and they struggling this man is making no excuse he's making the impossible happen like that shit blew my mind that's why like i i always gas him up every time um 
anyone like mentions him or if I bring him up, it's because it, it, it there was no one that I found that was like him that it that was from a foreign country on or, or yeah foreign country he didn't speak I mean he he speaks pretty good English I, I'm gonna cap it I'm I'm impressed but English wasn't his first language but he was able to understand and communicate with me and we just built so good chemistry like that just it was it was it was like a Ah, man. It was like, not, I don't want to say a fairy tale, but it was a miracle. But yeah, that so him for top five for sure. I remember you saying that you guys were using the intervention. Was that like your favorite sniper of all time? Like if you had to choose a favorite sniper. Oh, for sniper. sure. Intervention, oh, really? hands down. If it wasn't intervention, my second one would probably be... I'm going to have to go with either the MSR from 1 for 3 or the Barrett from 1 for 2. Wow. Yeah, because if I can pinpoint and if I can shoot really quick, like back to back to back, I'm with it. Because like the intervention, what makes the intervention so different from other snipers is that it has 10 bullets in the mag, reasonable damage, the pinpointing is perfect. It's one of the only CODs, one of the very few CODs that if you if you were to watch someone using it in spectator mode, you can see like a black scope and it looks so clean and competitive sniping matches, so clean. And you can be able to shoot through almost any wall with extended mags if you're not using FMJ. Um, and it's the only call of duty that you can bend the sniper to the left. Only only sniper that is able to do that. And it looks so good when you use it for trick shotting. That's why like like no sniper can compete with it. You can say locust, okay, 14 mags, whatever, but it doesn't shoot as fast as the intervention. And it doesn't have that like black scoping feature through like spectator mode. And it, and the locust is stiff. It doesn't zoom in from the left. I think Call of Duty 4 though, you can zoom in from the left. But it wasn't like, like when you, the way you wide wide with the intervention, it was so flexible. You could do it like in two different ways. It was, oh, it was yeah. so clean. So, so clean. I'm surprised you didn't say, because me personally, it has to be the DSR, specifically the DSR before the patch on BO2. Oh yeah, DSR was nice say, too. I, that's in my top five though. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say anything from BO2 because some of your BO2 clips are nasty, man. Like, I think what, what, it was a team you were going for. I think it was called Infa or something like that. Oh, my, uh, do I sell my Infa RC video still up on my channel? It's still up, bro. Oh, still shit, up. man. I forgot about that video. <laughs> Fire, bro. I was watching some of those clips. I was like, what, what the hell is this kid hitting, man? Yeah, that, that was a time, man. That was crazy because, like, at that time, I felt like I was still learning how to um, hit clips, you know, go find these spawns and play these like new CODs or different CODs. And I learned to adapt to them because I was so like adaptive to Modern for 2. So um, like I was able to hit my shots, but I just didn't know how to hit these clips. So as soon as I started learning and then I, as soon as like my internet stopped being terrible, oh my man, I was flying. I started flying out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, man, internet, internet makes a huge difference. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, Cold War? Like, is there anything that you would add or take out of it? Or, um, at the moment, I feel like Cold War is really good. Um, uh, for at least sniping, except for the M82, I feel like they need to buff the ADS just a little bit because I can't stand pre-aiming around corners or like zooming in like just really slow. Because I need I need a sniper that can zoom in at a decent speed so that way I can like eliminate the opponent. So I don't you know like I don't care about the damage as long as I can if it's one shot to the chest. I'm with it. Let's go, you know? Um, but yeah, man. Uh, 
M82, just slight ADS buff. It could be like almost the same speed as a Tundra, but just a little bit faster. Like the fire rate, if they want to add more recoil, fine by me. If they want to add flinch, fine by me. Just the ADS. Um, I think the Tundra is good. The damage is good. Pellington is like the same damage as the Barrett, but it zooms in at a really good speed. So that's why I like, I, I think I like the Pellington a little bit more sometimes. Um, but as far as like ray gunning or like other weapons or other mechanics in the game, I think... Uh, and the movement can be annoying sometimes. It reminds you of BO4, but it's not as bad. Uh, obviously, the M16 or the AUG with the three-round burst, I think that needs to be nerfed. Uh, and yeah. they still haven't nerfed that yet, so I'm kind of surprised. Uh, what else? Uh, definitely needs more maps. I think the game is, like, not finished. And the reason why it's not finished is because this game was under development through a pandemic. Um, if it wasn't through a pandemic, I think, like, there would be a little bit more maps more of a completed game no that, not that many bugs is like you know when you're not able to connect to a, a party on with your friends and it just takes forever to get in a match like you know shit like that yeah shout out to the devs man I, I personally don't think it's the devs problem too much i don't think it's i feel like they want to make a good game you know they want to make a finished game but i think that because you know call of duty they release like on a yearly basis so it's like they're trying to make these huge games in a year you know so plus the pandemic is going on so facts you know that's crazy because you're one of the very few people that actually like no you you don't mean that in a sarcastic statement right like you actually really respect the developers yeah i'm dead serious okay yeah no i'm I'm on the same boat because like sometimes you know you're pissed off when they like a fucking tony flame you know what i mean (laughs) man i used to be like that though i did yeah like i'm not gonna lie like i used to be like that too but i realized you know i was like man what is it like to be in the developer standpoint, you know what I mean? Like, like as a, like, it's like, it's almost like when you look at a content creator, what is the standpoint of a content creator? Like you don't know until you're there. Right. And people yeah. say like, Oh, these developers don't even care. I mean, if they really didn't care. They probably wouldn't even do their job in the first place. Right. Like if you think about it. Yeah. And the thing is these developers, you know, they're trying to make it balanced for everyone, not just snipers only because we are only like literally under 5% of the community. Five percent. I I don't think that's going to be their biggest concern. Their biggest concern is going to be the casuals, but they still give a shit because they make quick soaping still possible. And I think like people are really biased um, when they say like, oh no, no no no, they don't care about snipers. Like I I think they do. Like I I genuinely think they do. Like even Vondi even tweeted out himself that he he actually likes snipers. He thinks he that they're dope. And even though the whole sniper community went at his neck for patching the DSR and some <laughs> death threats. He still has the fucking balls to say that. Like, that blows my mind. And I think what changed his mind was Pomage, um, I think I saw a tweet about it. He had a one-on-one conversation with him and changed his whole perspective around it. And I was like, damn, man. That, that's why, like, Pam is such an inspiration, bro. Like, you, you talking to a developer and you made him like snipers after the whole sniper community went after his neck for pa- for patching the DSR and nerfing it. Like, that is... Wow, bro. Yeah. That's a that's another level. So, another question I want to ask you, like, what made you, like, really pursue sniping and pick up a sniper? Because I feel like when it comes to sniping, they're some of the most just talented people in the community like, could have easily went pro if they really wanted to. Like, what made you say, you know what, I'm going to stick to a sniper and not a regular gun? Um, so I think it was around 2010 where I was introduced to sniping by a group of people. Uh, well, actually a group of friends. Sorry. I shouldn't say group of people. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I met them. I met the, these guys online and, uh, we became really, really good friends and they introduced me into quicksoping one day and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like with the sniper, like, you know, I'm using AR, SMG, 
I was like, sniper, like, damn, like, that's so extraordinary. And I was like, that just takes a lot of skill. And it just, it, it, I don't know, when I started quickscoping, when they showed that to me, it just became really, really addicting. I was like, this is fun. Like, I like this. Like, I can one-shot someone and I can embarrass them in a final kill cam. I can do some dope shit with this. So, I don't know. I like the challenge of it. I think it was really satisfying to do. And then when I was introduced to competitive sniping, I saw other snipers that were really good, like, out of this league. Like, they were, like, on another level. Like, you know, like, spawn trapping, knowing what routes to run, you know, all that crazy shit. And I don't know. It, it was, like, a new learning curve. Um, and the way people were using the sniper, like, like when I saw it in montages, such as, like, Optic Predator... I remember watching like Fusion back in the day and I was so fascinated on like how this guy was able to get hit clips and how he got a, like a like an ace or a, a no scope game winner and search and destroy how you just wall bang some kid through the wall. I was like, dude, this like, what the fuck? Like this dude is on a way farther level than me. I was like, oh my God, like a lot of inspiration. Um, and and when it comes to inspiration and, and when I see something that is possible, it makes me want to do it because I'm like, I know that's possible. So let me try to do it. You know what I mean? So um i i just i was on a non-stop cycle of finding more improvements finding ways to just see if i can compete with the best because you know that competitive drive okay okay how long were you grinding for for soar before you actually joined because i think you were a part of obey too right yeah so i was in obey like 2016 and then um i so actually a little backstory so before I joined Obey, I was in Darth, and yeah, uh-huh. uh, Darth. You know, at that time they were like, they were all right, and then they went downhill. They lit. Yeah, no, they they were good. They were a respectable team. Um, and then just like I guess a lot of people that were like the OGs left, and then new people came in. No one was really a fan of that. Um, but uh, I was in Darth at the time, and there were some Exalt members in there too. So it was it was it was a solid roster at the time, and I wanted to pursue streaming. And so they didn't really like pay attention to the streaming. It was more of like clips and montages. I was like, I want to expand out from from that. So yeah. I was like, what's my like, what's my go to step right now? And I thought to myself, I was like, I don't want to clan hop, right? I want to stick to a team and grow with them, and and um, just I don't know, man, just find my way through, right? Mm-hmm. So I I thought one day I was like, you know what? I think maybe obey's move. And I remember telling the the Darth leader, I was like, ah, I wouldn't want to go for obey. But then, then I thought about it. I was like, ah, shit, I, I made my own words. And I'm like, now I want to go for Obey because, like, they have a streaming team. They got a Call of Duty side. They got an esports team. They were like an organization. So I I left Darth out of the blue. And I was staying solo for a while, for a few months. And I was trying to join Obey. And it took me, like, a couple of months to join. Um, and I, I was good friends with the leader because he led the same team that I was in back in Vitality in, like, a year before that. And he was leaning Obey at the time. So uh, I was linking him clips that I was hitting um, like once a week. I'm like, here, this is what I hit this week. Here you go. He would review it. I'm like, all right, keep, you know, keep going. Keep that shit going, bro. You're fucking killing it. So one day I started to do a 24-hour stream. And then I got recruited to Obey from that. And I stayed in Obey for a while, for about a year. Um, and then I graduated high school. And then I noticed that the Call of Duty side of Obey wasn't like, they weren't given that much attention, even though the Obey leaders, like the Obey Call of Duty leaders were like giving us full attention. But like the like the management team just didn't care about it and they wanted to focus on esports side of things. 
Yeah. Um, I noticed that it was kind of going downhill and then like there was really no love at the Call of Duty side. There was also like editors that were like making the team touches like not really enjoyable because they would half-ass the clips in the edit. And that would upset us because like if we we're going to show off into the COD community like, you know, these clips and these team touches and make it enjoyable, but they're like fucking up the clips and then they're making it all about the edit. It just doesn't look good. Um, so I just wasn't happy with that. So I was like, you know what? I, I don't know what I want to do. And then one day a friend was like, what if you join Soar? And I was like, Soar? I was like, ah, I don't know about that. That's the big dogs. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I want to be, what I, why would I not want to be with the big dogs? You know what I mean? Like the top dogs. They're like the fucking best. You know, I was like, I have a competitive spirit. Why would I want to, why would I want to do that? So I was like, damn, I don't want to leave Obey, you know, because they're an organization. And then, you know, Soar. Like, I was like, I don't know what to do. So, um, out of, out of nowhere, August, I think it was August or no. Yeah. It was August or July. So RC comes out. I'm like, Oh shit. You know, I was like, I don't know if I should go for this one or two days in. I'm like, Hmm, I don't know. And I asked my friend, I said, my boy DJ, and I was like, Hey, what do you think I should do? She said, he said, if you feel like this is the right thing to do, if that's what your intuition is telling you, do it. I thought, I saw it back and I thought to myself, I was like, I feel like I would kill this RC. Like, I, I feel like I can get creative with it. I feel like I can just like, just go crazy. Cause I'm like, man, I, I know exactly what I, if I, like, I just thought about it, you know, like, what would I do? And I was like, man, I could, I could do that. And I can just stand out. I was like, I could win this. I was like, what the fuck? Like how, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, a, and a matter of confidence, not cockiness because I'm like, oh, I'm the best, but like more of like, I know I can do it. You know what I mean? I believe in myself. Believe, so, yeah, believe in yourself. Exactly. So, um, one or two days in, I'm like, all right, you know, two days in the RC, I'm like, fuck it. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna leave the team, go for sore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this RC. So I busted out three 24 hours on a Friday. So it was three weeks. Every Friday I did a 24. So it was like three 24 hours uploaded like three times a week, three to four times a week. And I was streaming every single day almost. Um, and so I was, I was, I was playing Marv 2. I was grinding. I was playing Marv 3 as well. And um, at the time, the team was looking for Marv 2 players and also like, I guess you could say, I wouldn't say content creators. I mean, I guess they were, but they had a streaming team as well. So I was like, I was like, I wanted to step in and let them know like, hey, I'm not coming in as a sniper only. I'm coming in as a content creator that can bring anything to the table. And if, if something needs to be done and you guys need help, I'm going to be there on the Johnny on the spot, fucking boom, right? Ready for it. So that's how I, uh, that's how I joined Sora. Just that, that whole lead up that just crazy. Weren't you doing, um, cause I remember going back and looking at your channel. Weren't you doing like 24 hour streams or something crazy like that? Or yeah. Attempting to do it. So I did like a, quite a bit of, actually quite a lot, actually. Uh, definitely over 10, 10 24 hour streams on, uh, on Twitch. Um, I also did a 48 hour on Warner for two. And I, I don't recommend, honestly, I don't oh, even recommend. Gosh. Yeah, it was, it was dreadful. I don't recommend anybody doing a 24 hour <laughs> stream because one, I mean, yeah, the growth, whatever is nice. The hype is nice, but by the end of the day, you know, you're damaging your health. And second, as soon as you get past yeah. the eight to 12 hour, you know, your energy is going to be low and no one wants to watch a stream where your energy is low. You know, you want to have a good energetic, um, positive, good vibe stream. You don't want to, you know, fall off on that. So when you joined Sword, did you join like, cause when you said you joined as a consecrated, did you have to work your way? Cause I know you're a talent manager now. Did you have to work your way up to that? Or like, how did that come about? On how I joined talent manager position? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so 
it kind of just happened on accident, uh, low-key, because when I joined SOAR, like, that wasn't my attention in the first place. I wanted to, I wanted to join just like, you know, like I said in, before, like, you know, just as a content creator, but then I remember at that time, this was like when War War II was out, or no, I think this was like right before, oh, I can't remember. No, yeah, War War II was out. No one was really playing War War II. Um, the roster was kind of like, eh, you know, not a lot of people were gaming. People were just gaming just like whenever they felt like it. No one was really grinding. We didn't have that many Team Tages going on. And Marv 2 went back, was compatible. And we didn't even have an MW2 Team Taj when we were known for MW2. And I was like, wait a minute. This makes no fucking sense. How, mm-hmm. how do we not have an MW2 Team Taj? No trick shots, no clips. Like, where the fuck is everybody at? Like, well, what's going on? So I, I stepped in and I talked to Crew and I was like, hey, dude, why don't we have MW2 Team Taj going on? Like, MW2 is backwards compatible. And he's like, he goes, you're the, you know, you're the first person and probably the only person that actually gave a shit about what the fuck is going on on the YouTube channel. I was like, damn, like, bruh. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, can we get something sorted? Like, I can, like, do you want me to help out? Like, is there anything I could do? And he goes, and, and I remember Crew told me he was very happy that I went out of my way to help out. Um, even though like a lot of times we were all like the, the snipers themselves, we were just kind of in our own group. Um, we didn't really game with each other. We just like kind of just did our own thing. Um, and I, I didn't yeah. like, like that because I was like, man, I want to be able to play with my, my boys and the team, you know, my, my fucking teammates, you know what I'm saying? Like a family. Exactly. So I was like, man, like what's going on here? Um, so, uh, I think Hydrix and, uh, Revex at the time were like, kind of managing it but it wasn't like really not much was going on because they were at the sort house so they were doing other things um like for you know for an example like getting on the news for sore and uh there was a sore house at the time so that was dope shit going on behind the scenes but uh yeah there was not much going on with the call of duty side so um i was helping out low-key behind the scenes for a few months and then uh eventually i got the position of being a call of duty leader so i was i was like behind the scenes for about three to six months without anybody knowing. Um, and I couldn't say a single word because, you know, crew wanted to gain my trust. So I was like, all right, you know, like I respect that. Um, and then eventually I managed the call of duty side. And then, uh, there was another huge part of soar. We collabed with E11 and we started having management come in. We started having like, you know, people like Daz, um, Medusa, Riss, you know, managing, help manage the, the call, not call duty side, sorry, the management team for SOAR. And then Kuda was like, okay, you know, we're going to, instead of just simply a leader, we're going to have you be on the title of talent manager for Call of Duty. And I was like, oh, okay, dope. Like, I'm down with it. And um, I don't know, like, I just, I, I just really cared about the team because I didn't want to see the team go in the same path as it did with Obey when I was in Obey at the time because Obey just went downhill and no one really cared about the Call of Duty side. So I was like, damn, what if I just like, I don't know, helped out and, and did something because I didn't want to see it, you know, history repeat itself or soar. So. Yeah, I mean, that's happened to some of the greatest teams. Like, I mean, like even Red, like Red just went, like I th- feel like as soon as Red kind of branched off from phase, it just kind of went downhill from there, man. Like, Yeah, like... Sh- like I remember that happening and it, they ended not ended but like there was two or three times where they just cycled through a whole new roster um yeah and like there's some complications with the the organization of itself and I remember I thought to myself like from sore like you know some people like were thinking of like oh cl- climb the ladder or whatever 
of like teams because mm-hmm. I saw people used to think back then today. But I thought to myself, I was like, you know, would I join Red if I was in Sora? I was like, I don't know. I don't sound like a good idea because I saw like a whole through like a whole cycle of that shit. So I was like, nah, I'm gonna stay in Sora. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna stay in my lane. I'm not fuck with anything else. Just you know, <laughs> just I, I'm not gonna settle for for less. But I'm gonna chill on this team. I'm gonna go with this team. We're gonna be the fucking top dogs and. I'm gonna I'm gonna grow my branding. So that was my uh, that was my mindset. Luckily, I didn't make no stupid stupid decision to to leave soaring join red. Yeah, I want to kind of touch on the latter thing because you know some people they still they still think like that. They think of like um, there's orgs, you know, there's good orgs at the bottom, and then there's like the top tier orgs, like whether it be a phase or a hundred T, a TSM. How do you feel about some people till this day kind of thinking of thinking of as soar? as like the little brother to face, like in a sense, because some of the greatest, I feel like me personally, some of the greatest snipers and greatest content creators came from, from soar. Oh yeah, for sure. Like banks was in soar. Adapt was in mm-hmm. soar. Um, rug. yeah, rug. Oh my God. There was some beast. Kaz, Mew, thieves. Oh my Tensor, fuck. I think. Yeah. Tensor too. Holy shit, man. Um, there, yeah, there's a lot of people that was in, uh, uh, in soar that's in phase right now. Um, and and I I understand why people some people still think that because that's you know that's the community people grew up in because a lot of people were getting picked up uh, to phase from Soar like a lot um, I mean obviously there was like you know people some people in Obey some people in Red um, even the underdogs too that were not in any teams or like you know even in Raw Jesus Christ man it was demonic but um yeah man I I I mean now times has changed. And Sora is like looked at as an organization, and some people, um, like some people, would even want to join Phase, and they, or maybe not even Sora, they would want to join. I don't know, Hundred Thieves or uh, join uh, Luminosity or something. Um, everyone has like nowadays, it's like everyone has their own opinion. Everybody's you know thinking certain things and how they want to go about their branding and their business and their future and joining about an organization, you know, shit like that. So. Um, I, I, now like, like I, I can see, like I said, I can see why people think that back in the day. And I used to think that as well. But now that I see it, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, I think soar is like now, like definitely top dog, at least in my perspective, not because I'm saying that because, um, I'm in the team, but I, I always try to look at it from an outsider's perspective. So like, you know, third person perspective, my perspective, a management pr- perspective, uh, talent's perspective, someone that is a, a fan of the of the team or the organization, or someone that hates the team or the organization, you know, everyone's perspective and gather it and just like put in my own thoughts and my own like um perspective or, you know, knowledge. Okay. And I'm about to ask a question. I'm pretty sure everybody wants to hear the answer to this question. What do you look for like specifically in a like in a newest SOAR recruit? Like what do you look for? Is it like consistency because me because i'm managing the team right now shout out to flawless i look for like i don't look to see how many you know how many quad heads you can hit i personally i look for if you're consistent with the streaming if you're uploading on youtube daily and stuff like that so what do you look for um i i mean yeah pretty much the uh, same way um i don't look at clips only i like to look at uh what makes the creator like a creator themselves right so you think like Okay, what do they do, right? So like, oh, they make sniping content. Okay, how do they go about making sniping content? Do they do it daily? Do they really? Are they really passionate about it? How do they prevent them? Or how do they present themselves 
not only through their YouTube videos or, you know, their Twitch streams, but how do they present themselves on social media? How do they go about, um, about their branding? Right. Um, and yeah, a social media check, you know, if they're a very toxic person, but they're still a content creator, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want to rec like recruit someone that's terribly toxic and has a terrible, um, manner, I guess you could say, or an attitude. And even if they're a beast, I wouldn't want them on a team. You know what I mean, because that, that paints the image for sore. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like, like it's all about how they just present themselves as a creator. Um, and you don't even have to snipe, right? Like, like you can be a Fortnite fucking beast like Dylan or ZD or, you know, Zemrix or whoever, um, on the roster. And you can, you can join Soar for, for something else. It doesn't even have to be Call of Duty. It can even be like, I don't know, maybe you're a Minecraft YouTuber. You're just making dope content, you know, and you want a Minecraft based audience or something, you know, um, graphic design yeah like if you're really good at illustrating you can do that as well or even if you're a really dope editor you get content done you know if you're willing to provide for the team and we're willing to provide for you you know like when it comes to an organization everyone should always look at it as not as what can the team provide me but also what can i provide for the team so it's a two-way street and not a one-way road table exactly yes. so When's the next, that's another question I'm pretty sure everybody want to know. When's the next SOAR RC? Because I think you guys picked up somebody, I think, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was pretty recent, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Next SOAR RC, so we're not really, like, focused on that at the moment. Um, That's, mm -hmm. uh, like, I'll tell you right now, there's zero talks of the RC. There's no, um, I don't think there's no RC that will, come around the next three six months that far i know um maybe in the future i don't know when like that like if, if i if i knew i i tell you i i can't tell you but like i generally mm -hmm. don't we just don't know we're right now we're just focusing focusing on the sponsorships the the talent the, uh within the team the management and just moving forward with soar um and when it comes about recruiting like like i said you know we're always looking for like what creates it what makes a creator a creator uh, what what they produce so uh for for our recent recruits um yeah like like you, you don't have to go for an rc and i always tell that to people because people are like oh when's the next rc i'm like don't even worry about the rc worry about your content and let that shine for yourself and let let your content speak for itself let the team come for you instead of the instead of you coming for you the coming team for the team exactly yes. even though like you know sometimes if you sh you got to show interest because we always want to know like if you're interested or not but like at the same time you know that's how just how organizations and how things work nowadays. Um, all I got to let us know is if you're interested and show us the content. If we if we're picking up what you're putting down, we're with it. Hope you guys are listening out there, man. Hell yeah! All right, so this is the last, <laughs> the very last question. Where do you see yourself and soar in ten years? Ten years from now. Um, so like, I I remember. Uh, I remember I got asked this question, I think a while back, but well, you twisted it and you said Wissor. So that, that's a, that's an interesting little, little bit interesting of a twist. I, I definitely see myself being in Soar in the next 10 years, um, unless shit hits the fan and God forbid it was what the fuck happens. But uh, in the next 10 years from now, um, I, I can't really paint the right image 
but I can tell you that I'm still going to be doing what I love. Like I, I may be sniping still, or maybe if I find a different passion and I don't know if I, if I started cooking or something like, I like, like recently I just, I, I'm having interest in how chefs make their, their dish, you know, like that, that dope, good, yummy, dumb, dummy dish. Just, you know, like when you go to a restaurant, like how the, how this motherfucker make his baked potato? Why does it taste so different from mine? Like, I don't understand. What did he do? What's the ingredient? You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, shit like that, you know, uh, even photography, cinematography, filming. So that's something I want to tap into. So it, it all depends on like what content or how content is going to lay out in the next three, four, five, ten, you know, years. Because I don't even know if Call of Duty will last in the next 10 years. I, I would assume they will, right? Like, with how things are going at the moment. It's like, you know, Warzone's popping. Uh, Cold War is kind of having a dip, but, like, Cold War still, could still pop off. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I, we just don't know. And who knows? Maybe sniping is not even possible in the next 5 to 10 years because they nerfed the shit out of it. Because every year, it, just, it seems like they're just nerfing it slowly but surely, giving us more of a challenge. Um so it, it just simply just depends. Um, but I definitely don't see myself sniping in the next 20, 30 years. I think I'm going to end up doing something else, but I'm still going to snipe at least for the next three, four, five years for 100%. Because I'm not, I'm not even finished with what I started. So if I finish, like let's say I get a million subscribers off of sniping, then that's the point I'm like, okay, I could tap into something else if I really wanted to. But other than that, I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to keep sniping until one mil happens. So that's that's kind of like where I'm at. Like, I, I I would want to say I would know, but at the same time, we just we never know what the future holds. Who knows? I mean, shit, the world can end in the next five years. <laughs> yes, yeah. right, so you never know. You could be a chef cooking up some damn peppers, man. For real, real shit. Yeah, put some Are peppers on that joint. Yeah. <laughs> man, I really appreciate this. Um, you giving me this opportunity to for real. Um, everybody who's watching this, man, or listening to this. Uh. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And yeah, it's your boy Make Love, your boy Zephy, the hot pepper. Yeah, we're out. Peace.